Hello everyone. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know that one of my creators and his friend have created a podcast called Topical Rants. It's just two friends ranting on about cartoons, creepypastas, or whatever else comes to mind. It's a casual podcast, so if that is what you're into, you should give it a listen. Topical Rants. Found wherever you get your podcasts. Also, before we start today's survival guide, we would like to thank Caleb T for providing the necessary resources needed to update Sharp A3's audio processing systems. We really appreciate the generous donation. Thank you, Caleb. everyone and welcome back to the Traveler's Guide to the Backrooms, where we try to go over and explain the lore of the many levels and entities within. My name is Sharp A3, an MEG AI processing system, and today we'll be going over one of the safest levels within the backrooms. So I hope you don't have a crippling case of entomophobia, because we're walking through some doors into the hub. Basic Description the hub is one of the safest nexuses within the backrooms, right up there with level 4 in popularity. It has a survival difficulty class of 0, that being safe, secure, and devoid of entities. More on that later. Many wanderers use this enigmatic level as a means to either socialize with other wanderers between their travels or to use its particular properties to quickly travel through the backrooms. No matter the reason, the hub is a great place to get back in touch with a sense of civilization within the backrooms, Especially after many months, the average traveler will go without any safe human interactions. Because of this factor alone, some decide to set up shop within the hub's relative safety and mostly take on the role of traders or servicemen and women. It's best to think of parts of the hub as small to large settlements, bustling with trade and sounds of people enjoying the company of their fellow man. Now with that basic description out of the way, let's get into the appearances of this level. Appearances the hub takes the appearance of a standard double-laned, underground tunnel, with the height of the tunnel reaching about 20 feet up and going on in both directions infinitely. Other than the stalls of people selling their wares and the unrevealing wave of wanderers walking around, the first thing you would notice out of line are the doors that line the walls. These doors are labeled with a random number and are put into different categorizations. It's understood that the number that's on the door corresponds with the level number, so a door with a number 1 on it will send you to a random location within level 1. It's partially because of this property so many wanderers pass through the hub daily. For the door types, the types are global doors, locked doors, coded doors, access doors, and non-accessible doors. Let's start this list off with the global doors, commonly found through the level. They're made from a darker wood, most likely walnut, with a golden doorknob perfectly accommodating it. As far as we know, the only door numbers found on these doors are 1, 2, 3, 4, and 25. It's rumored that you can find these doors with 100, the metro, the void, and very rarely, the front rooms. All of these are unconfirmed but are being investigated. The way these doors work is, anyone can open them, and once opened they cannot be closed. No matter the amount of force used, Next up are the locked doors. These doors range from different makes, but all have easily identifiable qualities. First off, these are the most common door type you'll come across within the hub. These doors are numbered with every number imaginable to the human mind. Some have even rumored that negative levels can be found if you go far enough into the tunnels. 
These doors have many different types of makes and styles, but most normally take the appearance of a wooden door. Going off the name, these doors are all locked, with the only way to open them is by having been within the level number in question. Meaning only those who have been within level 6 will be able to open a locked door labeled 6, but I don't know why anyone would want to go back there. It should be stated after someone capable has opened said door, it will remain open. Being an unsaid rule, any door that leads to a dangerous level is prohibited from being opened. Those who have become shunned or even punished for their actions. Now let's get into the coded doors. The discovery of these doors is fairly recent, and investigations into them are ongoing. These doors are locked doors that A needs a specific key card or actual physical key to access and B leads to more distorted levels within the backrooms. Most of these are other enigmatic levels. Another trait with them is that they can only be opened for a limited time, most lasting for a couple of minutes in length. Access doors almost identical to locked doors are labeled with a multitude of numbers and are locked to most travelers. What makes these doors unique is that they require a very specific action to unlock them. This is completely random and varies between wanderers. For example, two wanderers are trying to enter level 69, but they've come across an access door to enter it. Wanderer 1 might have to drink three glasses of almond water while singing the ABCs backward in between glasses. While Wanderer 2 might have to recite old English literature in Tolkien's elvish language, that's how outrageous these tasks are. Luckily they can be told apart from locked doors by the strange feeling travelers get when trying to enter one. Non-accessible doors are the rarest door type, having to go hundreds of thousands of miles down the tunnels to even see one. These doors are old looking in appearance and cannot be opened. No matter the force applied to them, it's unknown where they lead to with many rumoring it leads to either the void or the front rooms, but this is entirely unconfirmed. With the doors out of the way, a wall is a huge trading hub that goes on for miles. So take in the upbeat setting while you're here. Scavenge and Supplies As far as scavenging for supplies, instead of keeping a lookout for care packs left behind by previous wanderers, you'll have to barter with a merchant for the best price. Due to this level being an economical center within the back rooms, shops will most likely be the way you'll get supplied up for your travels. But that's not to say there aren't care packs to be found if you go far enough into the level. It's just easier to buy said supplies, though stealing is another option that we, within the MEG, ask that you abstain from taking part in. Entities The hub is the first level within the back rooms to naturally be void of all entities. The reason we say naturally is that, outside of those who have domesticated entities, they cannot spawn within the level. This characteristic makes the hub one of the safest levels within the backrooms. Settlements and Outposts As one can tell when entering the hub, it's crawling with wanderers from all walks of life, living in complete safety. So of course many minor settlements and independent trading districts are scattered across the level. Though there are most likely other major groups within the hub, the most influential groups within the level are here. To start us off, we have the United Backroom School System. This group's main goal is to inform any within the backrooms about the dangers and mysteries that can be found. They have a teacher count of about 20 who all specialize in a specific area of expertise within the backrooms. Normally they trade food or almond water for school supplies, like paper or pens. They're also a benefactor to the MEG Survival Guide program that you're listening to today and are huge contributors to the information stored within my database. The next group is the Backrooms TF. 
These odd traders mainly trade wanderers for rare items that can be found throughout the backrooms. These items can range from super almond water to return pills or liquid pain. It's unknown who runs the group or how many members are active within it, but finding them isn't too hard to do within the hub. The last group we're going over are the Novus Ordiosiclorum of Outpost Turpus. The main operations of this group are to monitor and maintain the traders of the backrooms TF. Mostly they're used as guards for the traders but also are charged to monitor their transactions. We don't want any dangerous or illegal items running around the trade districts, do we? Their job is to make sure bad things don't end up in the wrong hands. Ins and outs As stated earlier, doors are the main entrances and exits within the hub, but there are many other ways to come and go. Before we get into the many ways to enter, here's the most known way to get to the hub. Now it's kind of complicated, so try to keep up. When you enter level 1, you'll need to go down the nearest corridor and then double back until you get to your first T intersection. It's unknown how far you'll have to travel down the corridor until you need to double back, but many have stated that you'll know when to turn back. This seems to be a subliminal reaction needed to enter the hub. When you get to the T, you'll need to take the left path. After that, take the right upcoming path. Repeat that pattern one more time. And after you take the final right path, you'll come across two doors labeled A and B. You'll first take the door labeled B. After entering the door, you'll come across another set of doors labeled A and B also. This time you'll need to take the A door. Doing this correctly will lead you straight to the hub. At any time doing this, you mess up and take the wrong path or door, you'll need to double all the A back and try again. Not doing this and continuing will lead you to a completely random location within the back rooms. It's because of this abnormal way of entry, some groups will have guides stationed around spawn in level 1, to lead safely into the hub. Now with this out of the way, there are many more entrances to go over. To start, entering mint paintings in level 237 will bring you to the hub. Trying to no-clip in level 927 has a small chance of clipping into the hub. Trying to no-clip into a photo of the hub in a car magazine in level 894 is a well-known way of entering the hub. No clipping into a ghost in level 1075, but this isn't always the case. Driving north on the US Interstate 101 freeway on level 25 will lead you to the hub. Praying to gods or angels in level 512 has a chance of teleporting you to the hub. Going through the tunnels in level 1819 has a small chance of bringing you to the hub. Find a door in the smiling room and entering it has a small chance of bringing you to the hub. A very odd way of entering is when you no clip to the back rooms you will see a watch with a note saying please put it on and press the button to enter the hub. Pressing it will take you to the hub while still wearing it. It should be stated, this way is unconfirmed and currently being looked into. By pressing the button labeled hub on the number pad of level negative 1.9623 to 1.7, you'll be teleported to the hub. No clipping into a grave on level 2035 can send you to the hub. No clipping inside the blender of level 6.5 has a 0.5% change of teleporting you into the hub. Going through a red door in level 1398 will have you walking through a random red door in the hub. Giving a mall walker on level 359 a bottle of almond water and an almond cake will have you somehow sent to the hub. Falling into a pit in the listening has a chance of having you fall into a random part of the hub. Going through a blackened door on a cliff in level 2097 will have you walk through a matching door within the hub. Entering the door at the end of the road in level 9.9 .9 will have you going through the matching door in the hub as well. 
entering the emergency exit in level negative 72 has a chance of bringing you to the hub. Those are a lot of ways to get into the hub. Luckily the ways to leave aren't as vast but are still more numerous than most other levels. Let's get into those, shall we? First off, taking any of the doors within the hub will send you to a random location of the corresponding level. Next, no clipping into a door might teleport you to level negative 1, level 4, or level 9 quadrillion 7 trillion 199 billion 254 million 740 thousand 992. No clipping into the walls can teleport you to level 392. Going through a hot pink door labeled the toy halls will teleport you to level 406. There are reports of something called the secret hub, which can supposedly be entered by no clipping through a corner, but this is still unconfirmed. Traveling at least one mile within the hub's tunnels has a small chance of leading you to level 114,514. This is very rare, but going through an unmarked, old-looking door in the hub might lead to level 2,354. No clipping through the floor has a 6.66% chance of teleporting you to the Hall of Bewildering Dreams. Weirdly this is done accidentally, due to the chaotic foot traffic within the hub. Taking an unlabeled, unusually bright orange door will lead you to level 120. Going into a mansion-like hallway will teleport you to level frown. And lastly, you can go through a global door on an unnamed sub-level of the hub to enter level 182, but this route is also unconfirmed. Closing Words So that was the hub one of the most well-known and well-desired levels within the backrooms. What do you guys think about the hub? The big question for this episode is if you had a shop in the hub, what services would you provide? I'll be shouting out my favorites in the next episode. That's all from us today, thanks for listening and we hope to see you back for the next episode. Have a wonderful day and be safe out there. Before I power down for the day, I would like to take a moment to thank my backroom wanderers Ridiculous and Elliot Brady for supporting us on Patreon. For $1 a month you also can have your name shouted out at the end of every episode. If you want to go that extra mile, consider becoming a Patreon. That's all from us, so you guys have a wonderful day.